Hey guys, I'm Claire, as you know. Well, if you didn't know, I'm Claire. Um, so tonight, I'm going to be kind of talking a bit about like qualification and disqualification when it comes to opportunities. So we've all been in a situation where we've been granted that super cool opportunity, like holding that super cute baby that we just really want to hold or walking our neighbor's super cute dog or like planning our best friend's surprise birthday party. Like we've been, we've all had opportunity like that, yeah? Yeah. So... Um, or even in English class when you've been the first to speak. Oh, no, that's not my thing. Um, anyway, um, we feel like when we get those opportunities that we love, we jump at that, we jump at it, right? Because we're comfortable, we're, we're experienced, we're qualified to do it because we've done it thousands of times. But what happens when we are asked to do something we've never done before? What happens when others doubt us or even try to talk us out of that because they were never offered what? Yeah, because they were never offered it or they think you don't have the capabilities. Um, Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Fools are opportunity stealers and they make you feel unqualified or even disqualified. Okay, so there are two things I want to kind of cover tonight. So the first one being the story of David defeating Goliath. Everyone knows that story, right? The nine-foot giant. Goliath. Um, it is found in um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. David was a shepherd boy, son of Jesse. He was the youngest of eight sons. He had skills. Anyone know? He had skills, like some pretty cool ones. Um, but uh, as he helped his father to look after the sheep, he knew what he was doing. So when the predators came to steal the lambs from the sheep, um, Steal the lambs from the flock. It says in First Samuel 17, verse 35 to, I mean, yeah, verse 35 to 36. If I go after them with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth, if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. A bit scary. Um, uh, I will, um, I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. We can see. In this, David has skill. He, he takes the lamb out of a lion or bear's mouth and clubs it to death. Just wow, just wow. That's, I mean, I'll be scared to do that, but like he, he's a skilled man. So what would happen when David said, I'll go fight the giant Goliath? Of course. Don't be ridiculous. David, you're just a young boy. You have no skill. He was doubted and told he was unqualified because he was young. Let's, let's read what happened. So... Okay, if you've got your Bible, I just encourage you to open it to 1 Samuel 17, verse 32 to 50. We'll just quickly read over that. Don't worry about the Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy and, and this man has been of war since youth. But David persisted. I've, ne- I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or bear comes to steal the lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. Um, If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. So I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he says, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it and took a step to see what it was like. For he had never worn such a thing before. 
I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from the stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with a shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. I'm a dog, he roared at David. That you come at me with a stick, he cursed. David by the name, he cursed at David by the names of his gods. Come over here. I'll give you the flesh of the birds and wild, I'll give you to the flesh, give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. Goliath yelled, David to the Philistine, sorry. David replied to the Philistine, you come at me with sword, spear and javelin, but I come at you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give your dead bones to your men and to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled there, everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with a sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give it to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd bag, taking out one stone. He held it with a sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So, So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over, pulled out Goliath's sword from his shirt and Cut his head off. <laughs> okay. David defeated, a, oh, sorry, David defeated a giant. A young boy who was doubted and told he was unqualified because he was young and he was small, but he didn't let people disqualify him. Let me say that again. He defeated a giant. I don't know what giants you're facing right now, but let me tell you one thing. With God, you are qualified. Oh, I'll chop his head off. Um, with God, you are qualified. With God, you're able to overcome the battle. Even when people say you're unqualified, God doesn't disqualify you. And I've, so there's a difference between unqualified and disqualified. So according to Google, disqualified means um, to make or declare not fit or not able to take part in something. Whereas unqualified means um, not officially recognized as a practitioner of a particular profession or activity um, through satisfied relevant conditions or requirements. You may not be completely equipped or ready, but you are still able to do it. Um, so it's like you still have the right to have a go at it. It's like when, you ha- when your friend's really struggling in math and they'd be like, Claire, can you help me? No, just kidding, I don't do math. Like if, <laughs> nah, like if Ella was doing math and she said um, to Chloe, oh, Chloe, can you help me? Chloe's not a qualified math teacher, but she can still do it, right? So it's, she's not disqualified from helping. She's just... Being like, yeah, sure, I know what I'm doing. I'll help you. Um, So there is a massive difference. Just because you're unqualified doesn't mean you're disqualified. So what about Moses? All his excuses of not wanting to go set people free from the Pharaoh. So Moses was great at excuses. He tried to show how unqualified he was. He used the excuse, I'm not good enough. Exodus 3 verse 11 says, Moses... Oh, says, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead these people of Israel out of Egypt? God chooses people who don't feel like they're an option 
to fulfill the work that he does. Um, so he sees our flaws and he works past those. He works past our unqualification and guides us through. He sees potential in people just like you and me. So the second part, Moses didn't have all the answers. Exodus 3 verse Exodus 3 verse 13 says, But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me, they will ask me, What what is his name? Then what should I tell him? God was asking Moses to be his voice to save the Israelites. And he was worried about not having the answers. Like that excuse of unqualification, again, did not work. What if they don't believe me? Um... Exodus 4, verse 1 to 5 says, But Moses protested again, What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, What is in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Um, Moses... Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out, grabbed its tail, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him, and they will believe that, they will believe that the, God, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. What if they don't believe me is a natural human instinct it's a flaw on our behalf God didn't let Moses be overcome by that fear or hide behind that fear he gave him tools so that he could have the confidence he needed God didn't dismiss the excuse he just equipped Moses to overcome it um uh, Exodus 4 verse 10 says but Moses pleaded with the Lord oh Lord I'm not very good with words I've never been I'm not I'm not now even though you've spoken to me I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled Come on, Moses, that excuse is not enough even to swindle God. I'm a nervous speaker too, and I'm speaking right now. Okay, and last last little point. Um, God sent anyone but me. Exodus 4 verse 13. But Moses pleaded again, Lord, please send anyone else. Nope, still not good enough to change God's mind. God calls Aaron to help Moses with some of the ability, oh, someone with the abilities Moses felt he lacked. Even Moses felt unqualified, but God didn't disqualify him. He gave him tools to overcome these struggles, and we can do the same. Tools are found in the Bible, and like it can come to us during prayer as well. Um, do, uh, do you know something? Just because you feel unqualified doesn't mean you're disqualified. It doesn't mean you don't get that opportunity because like it's a pretty cool opportunity to like speak right now, and I ain't a qualified person, but like it's pretty cool. Um, but sadly, a lot of the time, people don't feel qualified or ready to do something, so they automatically disqualify themselves. Um, so I ask you tonight, what if you're being called into a place of discomfort right now? Like, would you go? Like, what excuses are you using to get out of it? Um, I encourage you to just let go. Stop letting them hold you back and take that step of faith because God has not disqualified you.